Jesus paid the price for our sins. So we can't provide works, words, deeds, or service to, to, be, to make an atonement for our sin. We are totally dependent upon Jesus Christ. Hello and welcome to Light for Living. My name is Pat Kilby and I'm the pastor at Cary First Baptist Church in Cary, North Carolina. Light for Living is a podcast designed to share biblical truth from a fresh perspective with an emphasis on relevant and practical application for our life. So currently we're teaching through the book of Revelation. Today we're talking about Revelation chapter 4 and we'll actually finish Revelation chapter 4. Next week, of course, we'll move on to chapter 5. So two weeks ago, we began looking at Revelation chapter 4, and we talked about the rapture of the church. The Scripture uh, teaches in Revelation chapter 4 that um, Jesus spoke to John and said, come up here. And come up here is the idea that uh, John was raptured up into heaven, and and he saw this vision. And here's the unique thing about that. Once um, Revelation chapter 4 is, once Revelation chapters 2 and 3 are are finished, and you have Revelation chapter four verse one. The church is not mentioned anymore. So we explained this a couple of weeks ago. But the the church, um, those who have trusted Jesus Christ by grace through faith, we're going to be called away. And while we're called away, uh, this will signify uh, the end of the church age, and will begin what is known as a seven year period, the tribulation. But in Revelation chapter 4, we get a description of of heaven, and we're going to look at that today, and we're going to see some some special things. So uh, let's just go ahead and get after it. And what I want to do is start by reading Revelation chapter 4. It's 11 verses, so uh, if you have your Bibles and you want to uh, check it out with me, you certainly can. I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible, and here's what Revelation 4, chapter 4 says. After this I looked, and there in heaven was an open door. The first voice that I heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and there was a throne in heaven, and someone was seated on it. The one seated there had the appearance of jasper and carnelian stone, a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald surrounded the throne. Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and on the throne sat twenty-four elders dressed in white clothes with golden crowns on their heads. Flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder came from the throne. Seven fiery torches were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Something like a sea of glass, similar to crystal, was also before the throne. Four living creatures covered with eyes in front and back were around the throne on each side. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature was like an ox. The third living creature had a face like a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings. They were covered with eyes around and inside. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, 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 Lord God the Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to the one seated on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before the one seated on the throne and worship the one who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne and say, Our Lord and God, you are worthy to receive glory and honor and power, 
because you have created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Wow. Uh, Revelation chapter 4 is 11 uh, power-packed verses, and we see um, a lot of things going on in this text. So um, once again, we've already talked about uh, the rapture. Let's uh, let's see what's going on in Revelation chapter 4. First of all, I, I want you to know this. When, when John is called away, we have a picture of what's going on during the tribulation. The rapture will usher in the time of tribulation. Two things. The church is in the presence of God, and what we have is a picture in the throne room of God, and the believers, the believers are worshiping in heaven. So we have a picture here of the believers who are worshiping in heaven. And then when we get to Revelation chapter 6 and we go through verse or chapter 19, we're going to see what happens, what is happening to those who did not believe. So the believers are worshiping in heaven, and those who are on the earth are experiencing woe on the earth. Woe being great sorrow and distress. So once again, when uh, the church is caught away. They are worshiping in heaven. The rest of the earth during this seven-year period, it's a time of great sorrow and distress. So here's what I want to say, and if you happen to be taking notes, just write this down. Heaven is more than we can imagine. Heaven is more than we can imagine. I know that uh, you have your thoughts and I have my thoughts and we have Scripture, but I hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, it's never entered into the imagination of anyone what God has in store for those who love him. So as far as I can see, there are only two people recorded in Scripture who have seen heaven. The first one is the Apostle Paul. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, 2 and following, Paul said this, I know a man in Christ who was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. Whether he was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. I know that this man, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know, God knows, was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words which a human being is not allowed to speak. I will boast about this person, but not about myself, except of my weaknesses. What he saw in heaven and what he heard in heaven was so inexpressible that God actually sent a uh, a thorn in the flesh to Paul, and it it literally dogged him down the rest of his days, and he prayed that God would take this thorn, but because of what he had seen and what it, it, he had heard, it was so hard to believe and so unimaginable that he would be proud and puffed up based on what he had seen and heard. God allowed him to have a, a thorn in the flesh so that he wouldn't become prideful because of what he had seen and heard. So understand, heaven is more than we can imagine. So the greatest day on the earth, just multiply that infinitely, and heaven is greater than our greatest day. The second person that that actually saw heaven in, in a vision is, is John, the one who is writing the Revelation. And he describes for us what he saw and what uh, he experienced. And here's what I can say. Words do not and words cannot adequately describe heaven. So in Revelation chapter uh, 4, verse 2, we're going to see, first of all, what he saw. He says in verse 2, Immediately I was in the Spirit, and there was a throne in heaven, and someone was seated on it. 
The one seated there had the appearance of jasper and carnelian stone, a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald surrounded the throne. So let's try to make sense of this. So when he begins to see this vision of heaven unfold, he looks into the throne room and there is a throne and there is someone seated on this throne. Now this person on the throne had an appearance of jasper and carnelian stone. So jasper. Jasper is the most precious stone. It is clear and signifies purity. Some would say it's Jasper is like like a diamond. So Jesus is compared to Jasper. So the one he saw on the throne, Jesus, is the one who is pure. Jesus represents purity and the perfection. Um, So what, what John saw was the perfect and pure Jesus sitting on the throne. Carnelian stone. Carnelian is a precious stone, not as precious as Jasper, but The meaning here is significant. A carnelian stone is reddish in color and is known for its healing properties. So Jesus, the carnelian stone, symbolizes that Jesus is the redeemer. He's the one who shed his blood to pay the price for our sin. He became the propitiation for our sins. So what what John saw seated on the throne was the perfect and pure Son of God, but he also saw the Redeemer. Now, I know I've preached through this, but I just want to to make us clear. John saw the Redeemer, the one who paid the price for our sin. He's the one who gave himself. He's the one who was made flesh and dwelt among us. He gave his life so that we might have forgiveness of sin. Jesus paid the price for our sins, so we can't provide works, words, deeds or service to to be to make an atonement for our sin we are totally dependent upon Jesus Christ when he gave his life for our sins he became our propitiation in other words god looked down and saw what jesus did he gave himself and god accepted the sacrifice of jesus on the cross as payment for all the sins of humanity. So the first thing that John sees when he sees the throne room of heaven, he sees a magnificent throne and the one who's seated is on it is is compared to Jasper. He's perfect and pure in all of his ways. He's also seen like the Carnelian stone. He is the redeemer. Uh, he's the the one who shed his blood. God accepted his sacrifice and all the sins of the world have been paid. Now I want you to hear that again. When Jesus died, he paid the price for the sins of everyone everywhere. At some point, we must confess our sin and trust Jesus Christ alone for salvation, and we do that by trusting him through grace by faith. We confess our sin. We ask Christ, the only one who can, to forgive us. He will forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's who John saw seated on the throne. That's powerful to me. Last but not least, he also sees a rainbow. Uh, This rainbow was surrounding the throne. It was surrounding the throne like an emerald and, and light through the prism of an 
emerald. It just, it threw all the shades of light. And the rainbow here signifies the majesty and the glory of God. So if you can imagine all these lights, it's it's displaying the glory and majesty of the perfect one, the Redeemer. You know, and it made me think. Just the other day, uh, Miles came to see us, and he said, Dad, have you seen that rainbow outside? And I said, no. He said, look, check it out. And we went outside, and that rainbow, it actually looked like it was the bottom of it was in behind our house in the woods. It was this magnificent, big, fat rainbow. And I thought about that because I was thinking about this, this chapter and these words. Have you ever seen a rainbow in the sky and just said, oh, just, that's just a rainbow? No. At least with me and in our family, if we see a rainbow, hey, did you guys see that? Look at that rainbow. How, how cool is that? That's kind of what John was thinking, but he was using more words than how cool is that. He was blown away by the throne the one who was seated on the throne, and he was blown away by the glory and the majesty of God. So his first words are are describing the throne, the one seated on the throne, and, and what's going on there in the throne room. Next, he moves down to uh, verse 4. Around the throne were 24 thrones, and on the thrones sat 24 elders dressed in white clothes with golden crowns on their heads. Now, I want you to get this. Sometimes we read Revelation, and if you're like me, you're just kind of intimidated, and we let these words and these numbers just blow us down. Listen, let's just take a simple look at this. Around the throne were 24 thrones. And on the thrones sat 24 elders. Now get this. Who are the elders? They're the ones dressed in white clothes with golden crowns on their heads. So we need to know this. I told you earlier that apocalyptic literature, uh, one of the uh, qualities of apocalyptic literature are numbers. Signs, symbols, numbers, things such as that. Well, the number 24 The number 24 is a number of representation. It represents greater numbers. So around the throne were 24 thrones, and on the throne sat 24 elders. So in other words, these 24 thrones and the people seated on the 24 thrones represent all the redeemed. The redeemed. Now, how do we know it's the redeemed? Look, the redeemed, they're the ones, the ones seated on the 24 thrones, they're the ones dressed in white robes. They're dressed in, in white robes. So because they're dressed in white robes, that means uh, they have been forgiven. That means they have been redeemed. They've been forgiven and redeemed by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. So the 24 is a representation. It represents the church in heaven. So we know it's the church because they're the ones who've been redeemed And they are also the ones who've been rewarded. They have golden crowns on their heads. Now, I remember it's been a little over a year ago. I preached a whole sermon series on seeking the prize. And seeking the prize is seeking the the various crowns that we can win. So we have the crown of life and various other crowns. These are these 24 thrones with people seated on the thrones 
are the church, those who have been redeemed. We know they're redeemed. They're dressed in white robes, and they're rewarded. They have been given their crowns. So this is the church. So if you've been saved by grace through faith, that's that's you and, and that's me. So uh, that's, that's a clear picture. We know who is in heaven. Uh, we know the center of heaven is Jesus. He's seated on the throne. But we know who's going to be there, the 24 thrones, and people seated on the 24 thrones. That's the church who's been redeemed. They've been rewarded. Now let's move on to, to verse 5. There's flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder. They came from the throne. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, and even now, when I know there's a bad thunderstorm and it just thunders and roars and and lightning claps, those are overwhelming to me. When I hear the thunder, it sounds like the sky is just breaking in two. So just know this. We're going to see the, and experience the awesome power of a holy God in heaven. And and all John could say is he saw flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder. They came from the throne. We're going to understand that God is great and mighty. He's powerful. And then we see in verse 5, seven fiery torches were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. So the place is filled with the Holy Spirit of God. So we have... The Trinity, there's God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is filling the throne room. The Holy Spirit is, is filling heaven. It's, it's, it's quite an amazing scene. Now, these are his words, and words do not and cannot give heaven uh, its, its due. We, don't, we, really, we really can't explain it, but he's doing the very best he can. Then in verse 6, Something like a sea of glass, similar to crystal, was also before the throne. And then we get to some, uh, a lot of people are are confused by this. And, you know, it's really sometimes hard to find a a perfect uh, meaning and clear interpretation of this. But let's, let's get into it. There were four living creatures, living creatures covered with eyes in front and in back, They were around the throne on each side. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature was like an ox. The third living creature had a face like a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings. They were covered with eyes around and inside. Day and night they never stopped saying, Holy, 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 Lord God the Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. So let's uh, check this out. The, there are four living creatures. They have eyes and wings and, and all of those things. One had, one creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third was, had the face of a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. So some, um, some scholars and commentaries have, have said that these, these creatures represent all of living creation in regard to animals and humanity. We have wild beasts. We have domesticated animals. We have humans and we have, uh, we have, uh, eagles. We have birds that, that fly in the sky. So in essence, some, some scholars have said all of creation, all of living creation is worshiping God. 
all of creation, living creation, the wild beasts of the field, the domesticated animals, humanity, even the birds, they are worshiping and they say, holy, 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 Lord God, the Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to the one seated on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders, the redeemed, and those who have been rewarded fall down before the one seated on the throne and worship the one who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne and say, Our Lord and God, you are worthy to receive glory and honor and power because you have created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. So when we see these four living creatures that represent uh, all living creatures, one component we all have in common, we worship him. And those uh, of us who are the church, the redeemed, and the rewarded, the only thing we'll have to give him are the crowns that, that we have won. The crowns that we have won from the race we have run while here on the earth. And let me just say this, it's important how we live. We cannot, or I cannot express how important it is that we live. And as we live and obey and trust God by faith and take advantage of the opportunities he gives us, he's going to reward us according to our works, according to our deeds done while here on the earth. So here's what I would say. We need to worship and honor the Lord on Sunday, but in all of our life, we need to live as wise. We need to live obedient, passionate lives of, of, of worship and honor. And as I was preaching a couple of weeks ago, we need to respond to the Holy Spirit. We respond to the Holy Spirit by recognizing the presence of God in our life. We respond to the Holy Spirit by engaging the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. And we respond to the Holy Spirit by obeying. When we recognize, engage, and obey, God blesses, He provides, and He honors us. And we will receive crowns according to how we have lived our life here on the earth. So if we're going to have anything to throw at the feet of Jesus, he's going to reward us for, for work well done. So I would say in your life, recognize, engage, and obey the presence of the Holy Spirit. God will honor you in this day. Now, we're going to be thrilled we're there. But I'm telling you, if we have crowns to throw at his feet, wow. You know what? We're going to realize how unworthy we are, but just how worthy he is. And let me tell you, that's going to be a great time of worship. Our Lord and our God, this is verse 11, you are worthy to receive glory and honor and power because you've created all things and by your will they exist and were created. Wow. So Revelation chapter 4 talks about John's experience when he is caught away into heaven and he draws for us a picture of what the saints, the church, is going to be doing while the rest of the world is in distress and great sorrow. We're going to be in the presence of God having a, a wonderful time of worship. I can't wait till that day, but until that day, I want to be found faithful. And it's my prayer that until that day, you'll want to be found faithful. And maybe you don't have a relationship with Christ, or maybe you have questions. Listen, please reach out, contact me, contact the church office, get online, send me an email, whatever it may be. I'd love to share with you how you can know 
that you have a relationship with Christ. So that's Revelation chapter 4. Next week, we move on to Revelation chapter 5. I want to encourage you to continue listening. I also want to urge you to invite your family members, friends, neighbors, coworkers, and acquaintances to join us as we continue to study this fascinating book, the book of the Revelation. So I hope you have a a great rest of the week, and uh, thanks for joining us today on Light for Living.